This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Spinoff! Is there any word more thrilling to the human soul? Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such TV spinoffs as Son of Sanford and Son and After Mannix. I'm here at the Museum of TV and Television with a real treat for Simpsons fans, if any, because tonight we present the Simpsons Spinoff Showcase! Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors! I forgot he said if any. <laughs> There's just like a hundred little great jokes in there. The Troy McClure wraparounds are the best part of this oh, entire yeah. episode by far. We, we uh, can all agree on that. Yeah. Well, there's one thing. Okay. But we'll get to that. We'll get to um, that. <laughs> the Troy McClure wraparound sounds like a very uh, expensive sex act. <laughs> <laughs> It, I don't know if it'd be that expensive, actually. <laughs> he's he's a he's kind of a kind of a schlub. Like he, he you know he'd do it for pretty cheap. I think. Yeah, he does. He will do anything. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> anything. Uh, hi, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, the encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And here we are, broadcasting to you from a bunker, yeah. separating us from the outside world. Yeah, and, we've been locked us, in here for months. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> locked in here for months. Uh, we went on a very nice walk today. Oh, it's that's nice. True. Yeah, it was very nice. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the old water treatment plant. Anyway, that's uh, that's for the how have you been section. Which, sure, which we're not at yet. We're not at. <laughs> we're not at. We're not doing that. No. Nope. Yet. Um. <laughs> But we are here to, of course, talk about The Simpsons. We are nearing the end of season eight. I can't Almost believe there. it. When I was uh, going through the thumbnails of the Disney Plus season eight Simpsons collection, I uh, was reminded of how far we've come since the Homer They Fall. When Looks I was, like you thank you, Ellie. When um, we were recording in the basement. Not unlike this one, but not like this one. When I was recording the episode with my friend Nick, and you were uh, Skyping in on a very, very bad Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, we dropped out a bunch of times. Yeah, look look how far we've come. Now, was it my Wi-Fi connection, or was it yours? It was definitely me. Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way you worded that sounded like I was on the one on the bad Wi-Fi connection. And that's my bad. It was definitely <laughs> me. Um, and I was like, nah, things have worked well so since you've left that place. So yeah, uh, it had. <laughs> and I've um, been here. It had a very standard Wi-Fi for five young people mm. <laughs> who are constantly using it. Yes. So. And that was before the pandemic. <laughs> that was before the pandemic. I can only imagine what that place is like now. <sighs> <laughs> You know, 
we say that it's a pandemic, but um, I'm kind of looking at it like it's a um, trip to a to a vacation destination that I haven't been to in a while. Your parents' well, place? That's the I, one, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't call it a pandemic. The World Health Organization does, Greg. Heard that's of right. them? Mm, I have. Who? What have they done for us lately? That, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they do except for declare pandemics. That's my knowledge of them so far. They develop vaccines. They're in charge of the health of the world. Thank you, Ali. I thought that was uh, that's what they've done for us. (laughs) (laughs) They're keeping us all alive. Thank you. Who? Who? Thank you. Who? Who? Her? Who? 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 Here we are. Do you think it would have been better if they called themselves the World Organization of Health? Then they'd be whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Let's dive into that. What about the Organization of Health Worldwide? So, whoa? Oh. Oh. Oh, sorry. The, oh. So, no world at the beginning. No. Organization of Health Worldwide. Yeah. Ow. Ooh. That's oh. what I would call it. Ow. Wipeout. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I am Maybe. coming to kill you slowly and painfully. <laughs> Maybe Wipeout and WHO are bad things to have together. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, I get it. Because, like, wiping out humanity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it fun to it's... joke about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We came across I don't have anxiety. Three... <laughs> we came across three deer today. Uh, nature is slowly taking back over. Oh, good. That's what, yeah. I mean, that, you know, (laughs) part of me is like, this is essentially, uh, whatever higher power you may believe in being like, all right, I tried to warn you about climate change. You didn't listen. Now stay the fuck inside. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's well, and it's also like after, um, nine 11 where the, when there was no airplanes, all of the whales were super excited mm. and, and, um, yeah. Whales hate airplanes. Yeah. It's like like truly. really? Yeah. <laughs> all, so, uh, all of the like equipment of air that airplanes use basically give whales like yes. a low grade migraine. Oh. oh, so when the, uh, and you can tell how stressed out, um, a whale is based on like the kind of the it's it's song the song of the whales so the whales were all really happy that um people weren't flying in airplanes so maybe the whales will be uh really happy for the next couple months that's kind of nice yeah that is that's, that's really i mean what have nice. whales done for us lately though i don't know they're beautiful okay yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you sold me. You sold me on whales. <laughs> I really like whales. I worked at a place that's now closed. Um, <laughs> oh, like most places in the world. Yeah. Go on. Ah, yes. Yeah, that had a uh, giant blue whale skeleton hanging from the from the ceiling. Uh, nearly two hundred years old. It uh, that's beached ho- off. That's horrific. It, be- it be- well, it beached off the coast of. Uh, uh, off the coast of Ireland, they tried to save it, couldn't save it, so they Allegedly. donated the bones to science, and it was on display at the Natural History Museum in London. Yeah, and uh, did you guys someone... donate your bones to science? Heavens, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't know. Someone can have my bones. 
Yeah, I'm like, I, do do with my bones what you will. Yeah, I don't know. I'm already an organ donor. They can have my bones, too. I need all my bones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the afterlife, bones are their money. Yeah. Yeah. Like skeletons. You only have a certain amount. See, that's the thing about the afterlife. Everybody starts at a base level. Have you guys watched yeah. uh, I Think You Should Leave? Yes. No. Uh, it's very short. It's only six episodes, I believe. And it's very funny. It's a sketch show by Tim Robinson, who was on SNL briefly and didn't really get a fair shake on that show. And uh, you can kind of tell why, because he's really, really weird. And right. SNL is a bit more, you know, they'll like have Mainstream. some weird shit. Yeah, well, they'll have some weird shit at the end of the show. But usually like the the main uh, segments are very like, I don't know, it's very just like milk toast like very yeah you know yeah. it's just it, like it's fine uh, sometimes it's really funny but sometimes it, they don't don't take weird risks if you want to make it on snl you have to have a good political or celebrity impression and get time in the first half hour even yep. though most of the my my personal favorite sketches happen in the last 20 minutes of the show yeah That's anything the, the after weekend go. update yeah I'm um, usually but anyway, there's a there's a segment in in uh, I think you should leave where it's like making fun of the, uh, you know, the Johnny Cash type character who's like in the recording studio and he's playing and he's like, they're like, ah, I don't know if the rec- if the producers are going to like this. He's like, well, can I try something uh, just uh, off the fly? And he just like starts like making up a song. And Tim Robinson is playing his like kind of bassist or whatever uh, or like backup guitarist. I can't remember. But he starts like kind of jutting in with his own song <laughs> every so often. It's all about skeletons coming to life and that and the bones are their money. Oh my god. Anyway, it's really funny. funny. That's one of my favorite segment like sketches I've seen in a long time. So I recommend even just watching that one. But uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie recorded a, a cover of that song. What? <laughs> He's doing a bunch of live concerts from his living room. Oh, That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he like he he has like um Next up, uh, next time I'm doing a concert, it's going to be from this era of my career. And he like posts like four different releases that he did. And he's like, request anything from these songs because I'm going to be rehearsing them. That's cool. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. So that's that's a way to do it. You know, content creators still got to create content to maintain some sort of normalcy in this world. Not just for themselves, but for others. True. Speaking of content creators. Yes, let's do it. Should we create some content? I am also creating separate content from Two Bad Neighbors. I'm doing a Let's Play on YouTube. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. So uh, if you don't know what that is, I'm basically just playing through a video game and commentating on it while I do so and uploading uh, 30-minute chunks every day on YouTube. What are you playing? Uh, It's called Heroine's Quest. Uh, The Herald of Ragnarok. It's a adventure game. Is it where you're looking for heroine? Nope. Heroine as in... (laughs) Heroin as in the female hero. Ah, the um, two E's. <laughs> Shiro's Quest uh, is what they should have called it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I've never played this game before, and uh, <laughs> just just getting I, that. Joke. I just I just got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's very reminiscent. It's it's basically an homage to Quest for Glory, which is one of my favorite game series of all time. Ooh. So if uh, anyone's interested, uh, I did link it on our Facebook page. So check it out. And nice. uh, once I finish this game, I'm probably going to do a game that I really like that I know really well, because uh, this one I'm playing blind and uh, which is fun. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know where to go. And I'm just wandering the forest for a while and killing uh, brigands. So, yeah. yeah. Are you going to do Marvel's Sony Spider-Man? 
Uh, no, I'm going to, at least for now, I'm sticking to uh, adventure games because that's, mm. uh, for me, more interesting to watch a Let's Play of because sure. uh, it's less action, you know. Uh, I know some people do those Let's Plays where it's like, and now I'm going to do this combat part and, you know, like that can be fun. But I think the story-based ones are more interesting to watch on YouTube, so that's totally. what I'm going to stick with for now. I don't even like playing combat heavy games yeah same like, here okay i guess i'm just gonna press, press x a whole bunch yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i'm the same way i prefer story-based games uh and they don't really make those on consoles so mm-hmm. but i still like spider-man so i am playing through uh uncharted legacy now mm. it's like the... uncharted but with women oh oh it's like a new game yes so it's not uh, it's like related to the Uncharted series, but it's a brand yeah. new one. Okay. Yeah. So it's like Uncharted. I've never played but... those games. I tried to play Uncharted and it just made me want to play Tomb Raider Legend um, because Tomb Raider Legend is so good. Did you play the new, like the reboot Tomb Raider? I tried it. Uh, yeah. It, it didn't really grab me in the same way. Yeah. I enjoy. Um, I played through the first one of the reboot and I enjoyed it mostly, but yeah. Still too much I, combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I too love much puzzles. like, I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like puzzles and like tombs and exploring. And then suddenly totally. it's like, get her. And there's like all these guys start shooting and I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. Like, yeah. Yeah. I seem to remember Tomb Raider legend having like the right balance of combat. Like there wasn't a ton. Um, like there was a little bit of combat. Um, and then it was mostly like exploring stuff and finding secrets and um, solving puzzles. That's cool. And then, and then quick time events, which I'm not a big fan of, but yeah, yeah, those are usually pretty lame. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing is watching YouTube compilations of failures of <laughs> quick time events. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think Spider Man Edge of Tomorrow. No, not Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> uh, Edge of Time, I think it's called, uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, it might be that one. I can't remember. It's one of those uh, older Spider Man games uh, where it's literally just there will be like a woman in the in fire like help and then it's this quick time thing and then like spider-man will just go thunk and like fall flat on his face and the girl will go i'm dying amazing it's so good save me yeah she's like no you failed i'm dead now uh that's excellent Anyway, we have a guest today, in case you didn't yeah. notice that uh, lovely voice that you probably haven't heard in a while. It's uh, it's our very own uh, spinoff herself. <laughs> Allie Direct. Me? Yeah. The, spi- the spinoff uh, of the Cinepals, the Cinevals. Sorry, what's the Cinepals? Uh, it's the podcast that you used to listen to, and how dare you do this bit. <laughs> it's a very unpopular in this tri- podcast. In this trying time. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sorry. It, was, it was a very unpopular movie podcast for its day and that's saying something Whoa. and uh <laughs> and it's it, popular talking about my friend like that it, had, it was popular no we're <laughs> it was popular it had, amongst uh you know a couple of our friends and my sister <laughs> that's right yeah your sister loved it um even though we had bad opinions <laughs> except for one except yeah. for one and i do believe it was james wade's and I think it's yours. So just not mine. Uh, <laughs> and it was uh, that Birdman was bad. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's a bad movie. But if you ever, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can listen to me defend that movie 
for 45 minutes. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, it's we were crazy. different people. We were different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very different. We all people. we all grow and change and learn that our opinions are wrong yep. uh, as we as we get older. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think the Last Jedi was the best Star Wars movie. It's pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. It's the second best, I would think. Yeah. But like, <laughs> as a child, I was like, yeah, obviously that one's the best. Oh, oh you, mean you mean Return, Return of, the of the Jedi? The Jedi? <laughs> What? What did I say? You, did, you said Last Jedi. Oh, whoops. I meant, <laughs> I meant Return of the Jedi. I definitely meant Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I used to think that that one was the best one out of the Oh, as a kid? Yeah, I think, every, I think yeah. for the most part, everyone thought Return of the Jedi was the best one as a kid because it's the conclusion, right? It's like, Yeah, it's also the Ewoks. The they, Ewoks. Were, they were great. I yeah. loved the Ewoks. I loved the Emperor. I loved Jabba. Everything about that movie was great. Then I watched it again. That movie kind of, it's kind of terrible. It's kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. And it's interesting how the finale to uh, Jedi is like splitting between two different things. And then the every other Star Wars movie since then takes that to heart is like, that's what we need to do for our climax. Hmm. It's split between, you know, uh, ground troops and uh, a space battle and other things. Yeah. You and, know, it's better than a climax of a movie Two climaxes. Yeah. And it's like it's weird that that's the lesson they learned from the original trilogy is like the, the return of the Jedi ending is the best one. We need to ape that. And it's like, no, just make it, just make this it like, like, can you imagine if uh, Phantom Menace was the ending, the climax was just the Darth Maul fight and didn't cut to fucking Anakin, you know, tr- spinning because that's a good trick. It would be great. I it'd would be, honestly, be, it would be way, I mean, it's still like the movie's a mess in general, but it still would be like way more interesting and way more, way better of a climax. It would feel more like a climax as well. They would have mm-hmm. like, you would have still had a, um, a mess of a movie, but it would have stuck the landing yeah in in a lot of ways if it was just that fight i think last jedi does a good job of that actually yeah last jedi last jedi is better at it uh rise of skywalker uh is not um (laughs) and uh force awakens also like it's better but it still is doing that thing where it's them on uh planet death star whatever it's called uh death what's what the fuck is it called it's called star killer base right star killer base (laughs) Death Star, Death Star base, um, Death Star, but bigger. Um, <laughs> uh, you thought the Death Star was bad? Well, this is like twenty Death Stars. Ooh, it's oh, so, no. cool. It's so um, cool. But they split between so the like the lights. Galaxy out of we'll use a sun and shoot <laughs> it at you. Yeah. Lightsaber battle on the planet, and then the the space battle up above. Uh, and it's it's it hurts hurts it for it. If it was just a lightsaber battle, it'd be way better. Anyway, agreed. Star Wars, guys. Edit. Have you guys heard of Star Wars? I have. Uh, people, there's a lot of spinoffs coming out of Star Wars, isn't you know there? What's, you know what's weird is that people have a lot of opinions about Star Wars. Yeah. Hmm. And their spinoffs. Hmm. Spinoffs. Are you trying to get us back on track, Greg? I'm trying. I'm not doing a great <laughs> job. My heart's not completely in it. It's almost like we've spun off course. Oh. Ah. <laughs> and we're back. Ali did it. You're welcome. <laughs> well, guess what, guys? Today we're talking about the Simpsons spinoff showcase, the 24th episode of season eight, written by David S. Cohen, Dan Greeny, Steve Tompkins, with a story by Ken Keeler, and directed by Neil Affleck, no relation, and uh, original air date May 11th, 1997. So, Jesus Christ, this season is long. Yeah, it's still 25 it's episodes. <sighs> Just bonkers. Like the, wasn't uh, six and seven both 25? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. They keep doing this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, they can't it's, keep getting away with this. 
Uh, <laughs> How long is a season of Dragon Ball Z? Oh, I think a season <laughs> like of... Like 73 Dra- episodes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it could be worse. But I mean, they're only producing like 15 minutes of new content. <laughs> yeah. And Dragon Ball Z episodes. I suppose. They get the, the voice actors in and they're like, all right, uh, do like a power up yell. <sighs> and they do that for about five minutes and then they just like, all right, we can use that like 20 times. That's great. All right. Yeah. Kind of has to. That's the that's the like that's like the whole thing with manga, right? Like and and manga produced anime or it's like really long in depth season. I'm literally asking you, Ali. I, I oh. really don't know <laughs> entirely. Uh, You're the one who does voices for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's I think there are the, I think you'll get this. You'll get the series that are like 400,000 episodes. Um, or you'll get the ones that are like 12 episodes. So well, it's, it's almost, very much because when it's based on a manga, I was going to say it's almost similar to like if they made a TV show based on a comic book, like a weekly comic book, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like there's not a lot of content in each comic book. <laughs> and so they have to like stretch that out into into 30 minute chunks. And it's like, can you imagine if they did like a Spider-Man TV show that every episode was the exact same story content as one issue? Like it'd be mm. it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, are comic books set up the same way structurally that television shows are? Aren't there like a like at the beginning like a splash ad and then like a third of the way through more ads, or is it like halfway through that there are ads? Because I know there's like pages of ads and I'm not a, of... I'm not too familiar with like ish, the individual issues because I rarely get those if yeah, ever, but. I think there's ads like every page. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah, probably. I haven't bought a single issue comic in so long. I did I when I was a kid a bunch. Like I would just be like, "Ooh, Spider Man," and I'd buy one, and then I'd be like, I'd read it and be like, "Oh, that's it." <laughs> like, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why for a long time I just I just I was like, well, it's, "There's no point in buying these." And then I'd buy the trade paperbacks, where it's a collection of an mm, arc or yeah. like a whole story, and I'm like, "These are great." Totally. Yeah. Um, They are the good ones. My older brother, Martino, has the best comic book collection um, because he grew up uh, in like the 80s and 90s where single issue comic books were really good. Not I mean, I don't know how I'm I'm not versed with modern comic books. They were Um, definitely coming back, though. Oh, totally. So like he has um, the original like Phoenix saga in single Mm. issue uh, in single issue form. And like, uh, he has the dark Knight, um, Frank returns. Miller's, yeah. The dark Knight returns, uh, in single issue too. So like I got to grow up like reading those very carefully because he was, <laughs> he was very protective of them. Um, Did you have to wear gloves while you read them? No, I didn't have to wear gloves. Um, but I definitely like wasn't allowed to have a drink around them. <laughs> mm. I mean, smart. Yeah. Drinks, drinks are traditionally comic book killers. Yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. Everyone says so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are we like trying to put off talking about this episode, or no? We're just uh, we're like through no fault of our own going on tangents. That's uh, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> we 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 crave. Here's the thing, listeners. We crave social interaction. We are social creatures. Yep. This is the f- these are the first humans I've talked to today. It is five thirty in the afternoon. 
Uh, I, so when I see uh, friendly faces, even if it's via Skype and I hear their lovely voices, I'm like, let's just talk about things. This is fun. So apologies. I know we do this even when we're in studio, but (laughs) I just, I just want to mention, in this, in this case, it was honestly through no fault. Like I was, wasn't even thinking like, oh, we're getting really off track again. I was just like, yeah, this is great. What a great conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People so, people have opinions. But I, I have a lot. To, I do have a lot to say about this episode, so let's get to it. I can't wait. I honestly can't because, <laughs> um, yeah, straight out the gate, uh, I think the first thing that I said when this episode was done was, well, that wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> this was the episode that I thought um, I was watching the last time I guest starred. Uh, what was that one? The 138 Oh, 138 episodes episode spectacular? Yeah, I thought that that one was the spin-off one. Gotcha. Um, so I'm really glad to be here for the spin-off <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, you'll be our special like Troy McClure hosted episode oh, guest. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is the last one. No. <laughs> it's true. It's is true. This, is this just your way of telling me that I'm fired from <laughs> guest starring? Well, you can't really be fired if you're not getting paid. So, yeah. huh? Should I not expect my my check? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Promises were made, Alan. Oh well, that's on your end, bud. Sure um, is. Tell I you think, what. Tell I you think... what. Throw her a fancy uh, fancy party next summer instead. Oh, okay. That'll oh, be great. payment. That'll be payment enough, right? Ah, uh, yes. After that fancy party, I think I will be legally entitled to half of two bad neighbors. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> I have half. He has half. So he'd have a quarter. You'd have a quarter. So I'd be the the, the stock sh- like majority stockholder. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's likely, how it works. A likely yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless I sell my stocks to to someone oh, like Camille. Man. uh so uh what did everybody think i i already already said what i thought you didn't like this now i i do want to know greg do you not like it like you don't like it as a whole right but are the sake are the segments like do you like some of the segments better than others i do yes definitely there's three Uh, there's three segments essentially and then the wraparounds just like a traditional treehouse of horror or you know Mm -hmm. simpsons bible stories (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> which hasn't happened yet, but that'll they'll get to that. Um, yeah. But like that kind of idea where they have three different stories for the three acts, um, three different spinoffs. Now, I don't know if you've delved into the writing history of this episode at all, Greg. No, not really. So they actually so the, the idea they came up with this idea uh, because they just thought, you know, spinoffs are kind of silly. Like they kind of hate mm. the idea of spinoffs in general. Pot they are calling, a spin-off. Yeah, pot calling the kettle black there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the most successful spin-off in history. Well, I guess so. It's it's a bit different of a spin-off. You can you can agree. It's a bit different. It is because it's, it's it started as a, a as a part of a variety show. That's very different because it the, is. if you just but take it, the the segments of the Simpsons when it aired on the Tracy Ullman show, like that's still the the makeup of the show obviously it evolved over the years but it's not a, a traditional spinoff takes one character it takes a couple characters and puts them in a brand new setting and and br- introduces new characters and it's very different greg <laughs> i know <laughs> i know it's very different okay. and they're making fun of the frasers of the world yeah. of the aftermashes the 
of the world, the Joeys. Yes, of course. The they they consider themselves above it, and um, and they should is what and, I'm saying. And uh, my goodness, doesn't it feel good to be up there in your white ivory <laughs> tower? It does. Wait for it to all come can you, crashing can down. You, okay, okay, Greg. Picture for me, if you will, 1997. Okay, you're a, you're in this in the writer's staff of the television show, the Simpsons. Oh, nice. Yeah. This it feels good. great. My life is good. I'm on right? the best show on network. You can television. make fun of fucking after mash and Joey, like you and Joey hasn't even aired yet. Like you can do that in this make, instance. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm the most powerful person in the world. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's going straight to my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, they hated the idea of spinoffs uh, in in the traditional sitcom sense, and so they intentionally wrote all of these spinoffs to be bad. They are, oh, and nice. I I know like like you can probably tell that, but they were worried that people would think it was they were just bad and they weren't funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think they did a good job making them uh, purposefully bad, but still funny. Now I will say the first two. More so, uh, the the variety hour uh, smile time bullshit. I'm not a big fan of. You didn't like smile really? time. I didn't like smile time variety hour. Oh man, my ranking goes uh, easily. It goes uh, Chief Wiggum PI, and then smile time, and then Love Matic Grandpa. Yeah. No, I like Love Matic better because uh, it's uh, Mo being a piece of shit, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of love it. <laughs> I also like the high concept uh, parody where it's like uh, Grandpa's stuck in a love. Like, it's so fucking stupid. And I love making fun of those high concept sitcoms. Um, Smile Time, I don't know. It's a little too like, like, I feel like the the reason uh, Chief Wiggum P.I. and Love Mad Grandpa work better for me is that they're still in their own world being uh uh not serious but just like being its own thing mm-hmm. whereas smile time is very ob- like obviously doing a fourth wall break and a like wait a minute where's homer and like that kind of like waka waka wanky bullshit is just like not interesting to me even when they're making fun of it within it mm. so i just don't care about it as much and you're describing exactly how i feel about love mad at grandpa okay uh, Cause for me, I grew up with a family that watched Laughing a lot, like reruns sure. of of Laughing, and watched like the Royal Canadian Air Force and uh, SNL, and uh, lesser extent SNL. Um, but like, it's so clearly Laughing that they're skewering or whatever um, in in the Smile Time Variety Hour, and. I just I love that because that used to be what television was. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's it just it's, it's such a it's such a throwback. And one of the things that I really, really uh, that really clicked for me this time was at the in, in the I want candy number before they jump into it is what they're wearing. The clothes that they're wearing. It's like 50s Marge, diner. Yeah, 50s diner. Marge is literally wearing a poodle skirt. Maggie's in a cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, i think it's a i think it's a great um little pastiche of uh television gone by and i think that's one of the things that this episode succeeds 
really well at. It's uh, presenting you with three distinctly different kinds of television, all of which are bad. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I think that the. <laughs> um, the wraparounds uh, are what yeah. make me not just like kind of detest this episode in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the first like this, the Chief Wiggum P.I. we'll get into uh, more in depth here in a second. But uh, and I kind of like I I remember always thinking how it's it's like progressively downhill for me with this episode. Mm. Sure. With the first one being my favorite, second one, second favorite and then third one, least favorite. They um, did. They front loaded it. They made you want to come back. Yeah. Um, but I just imagine it without those wraparounds and with just uh. Even like I'm trying to think of other anthologies they've done s- since Troy McClure or since uh, Phil Hartman died, and uh, Bible Stories is the first one I can think of, and it's like a hobo on a train, I think. That's and... the Simpsons Tall Tales. Oh, that's right, that's Tall Tales, and that yeah. one's garbage. Yeah. Um, what does Bible Stories wrap around? Do they have it's, them at in church or something? It's just them in church, and yeah. it's like they fall asleep. Oh, they fall one asleep. By one. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So it's like. If if they didn't have Phil Hartman still for this one, like it'd probably be as forgettable as those. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, uh, he really sells these kind of episodes so well. Oh, um, yeah. Just even the honestly, I was I started watching the episode. I forgot how it started. And even just the, him walking and then going spin off and it like <laughs> zooms in. I laughed out loud. I was like, that's so fucking funny to just uh. like not even have any preamble. Just be like. Here it comes. Yeah. Oh, God, he's good. And then he wa- he's walking and he yeah. reaches the end of the hallway. Oh, my God. And has yes. to turn around. <laughs> it's so good. Um, the Museum of TV and Television is also very good. Like, it's just like yeah. already I was like, uh, maybe this episode's way better than I remember. He's the best it's, part. Yeah, it's because Troy McClure is so good. It yeah. starts out very strong and he's very, very funny. Yes. <laughs> Uh, just walking, yeah, walking to the <laughs> end and there's nothing there. And he's like, oh, oh my God. It's animated well. He performs yeah. it so well. It's, oh man, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Or when he's um, having the conversation with that one guy. Like, oh, the I'm doctor. here talking to, what's his face? Uh, he's, he's the president of the, te- of the Museum of TV and Television, John Winslow. S- sorry about I that. I wrote it down because yeah. I thought it was very funny. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, and then he's, he's just like, he just gets up and leaves, and the guy's like, uh. <laughs> It's the scientician It's joke. like, yeah, it's that same kind of joke uh, yeah. that Troy McClure's great at. Oh, such a good bit. Um, but let's talk about each segment. Let's talk about Chief Wiggum, P.I. Sure. Um, this is uh, seemingly all around everyone's favorite of the three. Uh... Maybe not Allie's. We haven't really heard your I... ranking, as it were. I think my favorite is Smile Time. (laughs) (laughs) I think my ranking is Smile Time. Well, okay, so uh, Troy McClure is my favorite. Sure. Of the but but removing that. Yes. Of the three actual like yeah. I think it's Smile Time and then Chief Wiggum and then Love Matic Grandpa. Interesting. Yeah. I will say as a little uh, little tease for later, my favorite joke is in Love Matic Grandpa. Mm, Oh okay. Interesting. Um, but. Uh, Chief Wiggum P.I. Oh, I know uh, what it is. I know exactly I... <laughs> what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, see, write it down and then see, see if you're correct. How's okay. that? Uh, Greg's going to write it down <laughs> and put it in a sealed envelope <laughs> and hand it to Allie. <laughs> Great. Um, Chief Wiggum P.I. 
it is. I mean, it's it's a favorite for me, a big part because Skinner's in it. Yep, skinny um, boy. We all know I love skinny boy. Um, I actually and I actually remember thinking, watching this episode the first time, I was like, I'd watch this show. <laughs> like, I actually I like <laughs> Chief Wiggum a lot. Uh, you know, he's very hit or miss for the most, but for the most part, I always really like him. Yeah, and I love Skinner, and you know, throw mm-hmm. him in New Orleans, make it a mystery show or like a cop procedural. I'm like, sure, I'd watch it in Nolans. In Nolans, um. <laughs> Uh, I love that there's some more fake backstory to Skinner because we can agree, uh, like, obviously these are not canon, but also, like, that's what a lot of spinoffs do is they'll introduce, like, fake backstories so that it was like, oh, yeah, I was always uh, from blank. I'm back to my hometown now. Wasn't that a totally. Cheers thing? Is that, like, Frasier? That, that was Frasier, yeah. Yeah, like, isn't yeah. that, uh, like... I, I was don't know. always from Seattle. Yeah, like, they never mention it in, in Cheers or something, and then... Maybe the final episode or something. Once they realize they're doing the spinoff, he says they, it. Or yeah, something. they never mention his brother or his yeah, oh dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Yep. Uh, so that's that's I like that as a fun little little dig at uh, spinoffs in general. Is like, yeah, no, I forty two years ago is when I lived in New Orleans. <laughs> it's like, mm, really? How old? Thought you were in the Ron? war. <laughs> yeah. Also, how old is <laughs> how old is uh, Principal Skinner? Professor Skinner. Uh, Professor he's... Skinner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, unclear, but in this episode, in this in this season, he's declared by Superintendent Chalmers to be 44. So he lived in New Orleans for two years, for two years, <laughs> which is. Oh, that's excellent. great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marty something. <laughs> that's a good joke. I like that. that is, joke. That's a good joke. Yeah. Um, do you. Greg, yeah. I'm going to look it up right now in case you don't, but do you know the voice actor who plays Big Daddy? I don't know. Because uh, no. he, he is a guest star. I just, uh, I was going to look it up and I forgot to. Um, his name is Gaylard Sartain. Okay. I might be mispronouncing that terribly. Uh, but he's, uh, oh, he's a regular on the country music variety series Hee Haw. Sure, ah. naturally, yeah. Also known for his role in three of the Ernest movies and the TV series Hey Vern, it's Ernest. <laughs> Ernest goes somewhere cheap? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ernest goes in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Have you seen any of the Ernest films? I've seen Ernest Scared Stupid. Me too. That one, that movie actually really fucked up. Oh, it's scary. Me too. It's yeah. like when it's the... The solution is milk, right? Yep. yep. Milk kills the much like gr- gremlins head or whatever and shoulders in evolution. Yeah. Milk <laughs> kills the witches. What is if- it your goal to bring up the movie Evolution every time you're on this show? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I think it happens every time. You've been doing it. You've been it's a good streak. You're welcome. <laughs> I think David Duchovny you know everyone's owes favorite you money. David Duchovny movie. <laughs> Tune into my evolution podcast. Evolution by the minute. Yep. Um. Anyway. Evolution yeah. revolution. What? So the the kids get turned <laughs> into like little wooden statues or something. Is that? What yeah, happens? it's terrifying. Yeah, oh, that yeah. really messed me up. As Isn't a there little ghouls or something? Yeah, they're like goblins. They're literal yeah. goblins. Yeah, I don't spooky. like it at all. Yeah. Ernest Ernest scared me stupid. Yeah. Truly. Anyway. Ugh. Ernest Saves Christmas. Did you ever see that one? No, no. I, I only ever saw Scared Stupid. Yeah. 
And that was enough. Yeah, it it's was. It's true. It truly was. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, anyway, so he plays Big Daddy. Great. Um, who is the villain? He sure is. The arch nemesis. Uh, uh, one of the things that's really wonderful about this episode is that is, is when he jumps out the window and Skinner's like, he's gradually getting away. <laughs> ah, let him go. I have a feeling yeah. we'll meet up with him each and every week in <laughs> more dangerous and sexy ways. Hell yeah. That's the, see, that's the kind of fourth wall breaking that I like personally. Yeah. That that's, that's funny. Like I like that. Yeah. I like that bit. I, I think most of the bits in this particular segment land quite well. Um, it kind of feels like a Miami Vice or Nash Bridges, definitely something with Don Johnson in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, type show, uh, which is the kind of show that I would definitely skip past <laughs> on my cable box. I, I have never in my life watched an episode of uh, Magnum PI or Miami Vice or Starsky and Hutch, which are the three main TV shows they are aping here. But you've, um, you've seen... But them. I know I know the idea behind them, so I can recognize them teasing, uh, parodying it. Mm-hmm. Right. But you've uh, seen the film Miami Vice. Of course. Have we An talked American about that? An American Masterpiece. Oh, okay, thank you. Good. Good. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Oh, boy. Is that with Will Smith? No, it's with uh, Jimmy Fox and, oh. and Colin Farrell. Yeah, Will oh. Smith wishes he was in that movie. I think I'm thinking of Bad Boys. <laughs> it's fine bad boys is fun yeah uh i think miami vice is great though um mainly because of colin farrell and gong lee they're gong lee's so good in that movie i mean colin farrell goes full method and is just high on coke the whole time so is it coke or is he uh, yeah it's probably a lot of everything i mean yeah sorry (laughs) it's just mostly making a joke but yeah but i know he had a (laughs) substance abuse problem so yeah uh Oh, he's so good in that movie, though. It's, he is. I Colin Farrell's great. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah. I like him. He was in Alexander. Oh, he's, he, he played he's Alexander. very good in Alexander. He is very good in Alexander. He's very good in the ultimate cut of Alexander. Yes. Because that movie gives him an arc. Yes. Whereas the theatrical cut, he they just use the most intense moments. <laughs> so he's shouting a lot. If you want to hear more about Alexander, yep, check out the Cinevals. Damn right, because Val Kilmer is also in that. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, he is as King Philip. He's very good too. Yeah. Hey, are you guys gonna do Jalen Silent Bob reboot? Is he in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. I mean, if we're gonna do, he doesn't. MacGruber. He doesn't speak. <laughs> he doesn't speak. He also didn't speak in the Snowman. <laughs> I know. She did that. Yeah. No, he he does. Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboots a, v- a very weird, weird movie, awesome. uh, and uh, it's a half remake, half reboot of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you recall, in that classic film that everyone likes from two thousand one, mm-hmm. um, it ends with them with a blunt man and chronic, uh, played by Jason Biggs and um, uh, Dawson James Vanderbeek. <laughs> anyway, so they're doing like a, a reboot of that. So Bluntman and Chronic are played by two different actors. Chronic is now a woman played by the woman who plays Supergirl in the TV show. And Bluntman is played by, you guessed it, Val Kilmer as uh, a as a funny little uh, Batman uh, reference. You see. Outstanding. Yeah. But he does not speak. 
Is that the first Batman Kevin Smith has worked with? Um, no, Ben Rob? Affleck, obviously. Oh, I guess Affleck, yeah. Affleck, and, yeah. A- and Affleck does do a little, because he appears in that movie too, and he does a fun little, like, wink about... Uh, um, being Batman? Uh, being Batman, and also, uh, they say something about Martha, and he, he does, like, a wink to that. Martha. It's like, that's not a name I know, or something like that, and it's like... Great. There's a lot of, like, people looking at the camera in that movie, and I'm like, what what is going on? Cool. <laughs> That's this the is kind the of... weirdest movie. Because there's one part in the movie. Okay, so it's also, I, sorry, very quick tangent about Jane Silent Bob reboot. This is the most bananas movie I've seen in a long time. And it's clearly a making fun of the idea of reboots and remakes, but it's re- mm-hmm. remaking Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. And uh, he casts his daughter, Kevin Smith casts his daughter, as he often does, mm-hmm. uh, as one of the main characters. And she's there throughout. And they do a funny, like, fourth wall of, like, ah, Kevin Smith's a piece of shit. He always casts his daughter in things. Because uh, Kevin Smith plays Silent Bob and Kevin Smith in this movie. Great. Because um, he's the director of the Silent Bob, or sorry, the Cr- Blunt Man and Chronic reboot. God. Uh, but then Jason Mewes' daughter, uh, real-life daughter, appears as Ben Affleck's character's daughter. And there's this actually, like, really sweet monologue by Ben Affleck where he's talking about how, like, like his life is now to his daughter. And it's like this really sweet thing where Jason Mewes obviously acting with his real daughter is like actually very genuine and sweet. Mm. And I'm like, where is this coming from in this movie? Like everything else in this movie is fucking garbage. And suddenly there's this really nice moment about like passing on the torch to, to your children and like all this. stuff. And it's like, and then they're like, ah, butts and farts. And I'm like, what's no stop. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what's that's... happening right now? That's crazy. that's <laughs> that's what I yeah. Uh, it was it was also like I think I watched that like right before I started self isolating. So it was like uh, I was in that mindset though, and I, I was just like I don't know if I could do this. So yeah, that's are a, you that's are good... you self isolating or are you social distancing? I'm self isolating. Uh, I'm only going out for groceries okay. and walks walks with my dog. Okay, yeah, great. Is that what we all should be doing? Um, I honestly don't know. I think, I think we... so. I think that like they can't they can't enforce it that well, obviously. Uh, and so they 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 do the social distancing thing as a, a means to like be. We know people are probably still going to go like out to the to their friends places, whatever. But like, you know, don't do it as much. And also, like, mm-hmm. keep your distance from each other and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. based on how the numbers are starting to like very clearly show community spread, I think it's the smartest thing for everyone to not interact with other humans for a while. Like if we can, if we can ride this out, it'll be quicker where things can go back to normal. But if we don't, then it's just going to keep getting worse every day. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, can I, you know, who doesn't self isolate? Skinny boy. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) he was a numb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that not even season nine's principal in the popper took the ni- took the Vietnam thing away from him. Like yeah. he he was always a Vietnam veteran, no matter what. Yeah, it's just a Don Draper situation. It is. It's a. Uh, it's the. Uh, that's where Mad Men got their idea from. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me though. I mean, if, it's, like it's a good idea to make an entire series about it. I mean, if if Matthew Weiner or whatever uh, was can, like we can watching, call him Weiner now. Yeah, we can definitely call him Weiner because yeah. he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if he was watching the uh, like Simpsons when that aired, like maybe it like clicked in his brain. He's like, "That's actually a really cool idea." 
What if I did yeah. it as a drama? Because yeah. it's a great idea to yeah. as as the backbone for a drama. Yeah. yeah, taking on a new new identity based on someone you met in the war who's allegedly deceased. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, can anybody remember what the last movie was that they saw in theaters? Yes, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Was it good? Oh, oh, dude, dude. <laughs> I it like it it affected me. I was recommended to go see that movie. I highly recommend it. It's it's like emotionally crippling, but also like beautiful. Mm. Like it's it's a love story. And basically, like the end of the movie, I was like, basically, my thought was love is stupid. No one should ever be in love. But also, I want everyone to be in love always. (laughs) It's a a contradiction. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Emotions are a double edged sword. What was but that's what I, I just I just tweeted recently. Uh, I, the last movie I saw in theaters before all this happened was Portrait of Lady on Fire. And honestly, if that's the end of cinema, so be it. It had a good run. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, the last movie I saw was Birds of Prey. Oh, with, OK. Uh, with you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Indeed. Yeah. Fantabulous emancipation. Yeah. One Harley Quinn. Yeah. That was a good title. Yeah. I must say the roller skating uh, scene in that was very unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got my roller skates out of my suitcase today, and I was like, "Oh, the like pa- the like concrete pad uh, just in our in the backyard of the house that we're staying at." is like pretty flat. I mean, there's like a little bit of cobblestones and like I almost fell on my ass like 80 times cuz it it needs to be perfectly flat. <laughs> it needs to be perfectly flat. I believe you. That movie's a lot of fun. It's goofy and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um I took it to the next level and I went and saw Jumanji. That was that was the last movie that I saw in theaters. Two Manji? Two Manji 3. <laughs> Wait, there's a third one out? Yeah, it's called The Next Level. What? Yeah. No, that's the second the first, one. The first one it's was just, in 1995. It's just called Jumanji. Okay. And then the second one is Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. And then the third one is Jumanji The Next Level. Okay. It's already a trilogy. Okay. Yep. Sure. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they were to box it together in a DVD box set, you'd get three movies. Now, did they make it clear in uh, Welcome to the Jungle or The Next Level that this takes place in the same universe as uh, Orig- Explicitly, Orig- yes, Orig- yes. Manji? Yes, absolutely. Um, Robin Williams' character's name is Alan Parrish, and yep. that's the cabin or a site that Nick Jonas is staying at because gotcha. it says Alan Parrish was here. Yeah. So right, right, right. He got sucked into I thought that so. Jungle. I couldn't remember because yeah. I haven't seen that first one in a long time. I'm actually in the midst of watching the second one. As we speak. Oh, really? Could it, yeah. Can I ask you a favor? It's just on my TV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, but, could you turn but it But I off? was watching it, and then uh, I paused it. It's paused. There's bleed through on the mic. I can hear the, the, <laughs> you can hear, I can, I can hear the, the dance fighting number. You can hear uh, uh, The Rock doing a Danny DeVito impression. Um, it's, it's bad. He's, uh, <laughs> he's asked to do too much in that movie. Um. Hey, that's my grandson. Hey, uh, what's going on? I'm just making a New York New York accent, kinda. It's uh, it, it's it's a remarkable how uh, ensemble that movie is, and that The Rock actually isn't the the star of it. Like all it of just, the- it's just weird they didn't just accept that. Hey, 
they're 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 in these avatars. The avatars can have their own voices. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like they had but to have at the, the same fun... time. Then we would be deprived of Kevin Hart's spot on Danny Glover. It is a very good Danny Glover, but he didn't like. I, it's just it's inconsistent because in the first one, no one was trying to do an impression of the little kids. Because like, That's why true. would you? You know, it's true. Like the closest you got was Jack Black just being like kind of a valley girl. But even that is that's fine because you can have the mannerisms and the affectations, but you don't need to have like an impression of their voice. You know, mm-hmm. that's the weird part. You're to going me. to be using a different set of vocal cords. That's yeah, right. it's like exactly. if I was going to play a saxophone song on a clarinet, it would sound <laughs> like a clarinet. Can you do that right now? <laughs> Well, I didn't realize you were going to throw a third layer in there and have it be a saxophone solo on a clarinet with my voice. (laughs) The differences are subtle, but many. Mm, That's true. Let's talk about Love Matic Grandpa. Let's do it. (laughs) Speaking of grandpas in Jumanji. um, Yeah. So you guys don't like this one. No, I'm not a fan. Um, no. I think it's I think it's because the premise of it is sp- like all three of these different uh, premises and different types of television. I'm not a fan of, but this is the one I'm the least a fan of. Yeah, and I'm also I also really don't like Mo. I'm on record for years having said that I don't think Mo is a good character we have receipts <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm not a fan uh and whenever he gets put front and center i always think maybe he shouldn't i w- i mean i agree uh i will say what i like about this one is that everything up until the ending is correct for what should happen to mo mm. the ending's the biggest misfire of this episode mm-hmm. is having the the woman be like you sweet man and like uh, accepting him yeah like him getting like things dumped on his head or, yeah. you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I get the premises because grandpa's helping him and that's why he can land a girl finally. But I still would have liked it if it was like, even I can't help you or something like that. Like, um, but also like, the- since when is grandpa, this Casanova <laughs> who's great at picking up chicks? I, I mean, he's been the- romantically involved with many women on the show. <laughs> it's the, and it's also the spinoff thing of being like, he is cano- he is he's not canonically good with women but well, it's, it's because his it's because he's in the lovematic machine yeah That's the oh reason. yeah yeah it's I not guess. because he was good in his life it's that he's now a part of this machine now greg have you heard of the tv show my mother the car hmm? um no so Tell that's what this more. is is making fun of. Okay. There is a TV show <laughs> from 1965. Oh Jesus. Uh, who's it's the premise features a man whose deceased mother is reincarnated as an antique car and she communicates with him through the car radio. Ellie this is a real television giggling. show. Ellie can't stop giggling. <laughs> that aired on uh, NBC and was written, or at least partly written, or episodes were written by one James L. Brooks. No way! <laughs> okay, wait. So, what? So, does this in this show does this man drive the car? Uh, I have never seen an episode, so I can't tell you much more than what the Wikipedia tells me. But okay. I imagine yes, he okay. drives the car, so let's and she it. communicates yeah. him. 
through the radio. Yes. One would assume that if he's communic if she's communicating through the radio, he is inside of the car while that's happening. So he is entering his mother. All right. I mean, that's some like Oedipal shenanigans. I, I think, think we can all agree that uh, going into the driver's seat of a car is very different than entering the vagina of a woman. All right. Uh, the show. <laughs> Did you guys ever see? Sorry. Depends on the car. <laughs> all right. Did you guys ever see <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that SNL skit about the car that you can have sex with? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like f- from the late 90s or early 2000s. And it, it it's what like, were the actors? Do you remember? I I don't. I just okay. re- I, it was like one of those things that really stuck with me from SNL. <laughs> and in it, it was like you. It was like the car you could fuck, and you would flip down the um, license plate and, <laughs> and just fuck the car. <laughs> and then in it, there was a security feature. So if someone else tried to fuck your car, <laughs> an alarm would go off. <laughs> So very quickly, I want to give you the full synopsis of my mother, the car. Please, please, please do. The show follows the exploits of attorney David Crabtree, played by Jerry Van Dyke, who, while shopping at a used car lot for a station wagon to serve as a second family car, instead purchases a dilapidated 1928 Porter touring car. Crabtree hears the car call his name in a woman's voice. The car turns out to be the reincarnation of his deceased mother, Gladys. She talks only to Crabtree through the car's radio. The dial light flashes in synchronization with Mother's voice. In an effort to get his family to accept the old tired car, Crabtree brings it to a custom body shop for a full restoration. The car is coveted by a fanatical collector named Captain Manzini, but Crabtree purchases and restores the car before Manzini can acquire it. For the rest of the series, Crabtree is pursued by the avaricious Captain Manzini, who is determined to acquire the valuable automobile by hook or by crook. (laughs) So these shows (laughs) no longer existed even when this episode came out. Oh, no. They were (laughs) This this lasted a year. This is a deep cut. It went from 65 to 66. I mean, this type of show in general. This high concept kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, the high concept com. uh, I mean, you got Teen Angel. Is Teen Angel a comedy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. When was About that? a dead boy. Oh, yeah. God. TGIF. <laughs> he eats an old burger and then dies. It's true. Oh, I guess it... Maybe it moved into more, like, family-friendly comedy. Maybe. What? Less you think my mother, my mother the car wasn't family-friendly? No, but I do think it was in prime time. Do mm. you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, so, like, you could get... Uh, high concept uh, sitcoms, but now you'll only get them on like the Disney Channel. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that track? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I, I can't think of like a recent high concept comedy. Well, I mean, like uh, Magician Wizards of Waverly Place, <laughs> for example. <laughs> What's the what's the what's the premise of that one, Greg? Well, there's they're a couple wizards of wizards. And they live at Waverly exactly Place. right. Yeah, they, they they're wizards who live in a hotel or whatever. That's the sweet life. That's the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, the sweet life with Zach and Cody. (laughs) But you get it. The wizards are Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They're that so raven. 
What, what's, what's the what's that so Raven about? What's the concept? Uh, of that? Uh, Isn't she just like kind of a kind of a wild card? No, Raven Simone. She's a psychic. Oh, she gets oh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. She's yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so Raven. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this one. But, the, but yeah, it's definitely like the sixties were 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 may, way more common. Like some other examples include Mister Ed, Bewitched, I Dream yeah. of Jeannie, and the Flying Nun. Like, yeah, it just like the sixties were. I think because TV was now established, TV shows were established. They're like, what kind of crazy things can we do? I don't yeah. know. Let's try it. What let's about just, the Greatest American Hero? When was that? Um, I think it was a bit later. I think it was eighties. Believe it or not, George, George is at home. home. And the rest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's let's talk about the smile time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. My. What do you love about it? I Allie? love that they replaced Lisa. Okay. I love that they replaced Lisa. I also love the music. I love that uh, Lisa's song is. Uh, I am Lisa, blonde and stunning, sophomore prom queen, five years running. I think that's the funniest joke. <laughs> I think it's the epitome of They just like sabotage their character. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny to me. Um, and she wanted, and like the the real Lisa or like the quote unquote live real Lisa wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> they just replaced her with someone. Like, yeah. I um, mean, that is that is a, another spinoff uh, joke, right? Is that oftentimes in spinoffs, they'll have characters replaced by new actors. Um, totally. Or even in the same show, like Roseanne. Uh, I Ooh. believe that the model of Lisa in this episode is based off uh, second Becky, um, Sarah Chalk. <laughs> did the original Becky, Becky ever come back? She did, uh, at least for... Um, the uh the the connors the reboot mm. um but sarah chalk is also in the reboot yeah they do like a weird thing weird. with that i can't remember what it is hmm. um uh yeah i can't because i i watched rosanna bunch but i haven't rewatched it since i was a kid so i don't know a lot mm-hmm. of the um the history of of the two beckys but i but i do know that uh oh my god Okay, so yeah, so in the reboot, Gorenson, the original Becky, will reprise her role as the original Becky Connor, and Sarah Chalk will take on a new character, who is Andrea, a woman who hires Becky as a surrogate mother. What? So they really don't give a fuck, do they? No! Weird. And of course, Fresh Prince is another classic example of replacing actors in the Mm -hmm. same show with uh, Aunt Viv. Um Mm -hmm. Mostly because uh, Daphne Maxwell Reed, I believe, uh, hated Will Smith, mm. um, and they were like, "Well, he's the star, so get out." <laughs> like they had, they were butting heads, and it was like, "Well, if we need to get rid of one of you, it's going to be the mom because <laughs> Will Smith's yeah. the star." He's so. the titular Fresh Prince. Yes, yeah. he is. He's uh, the freshest of all princes. Indeed. Um. Yeah. I love I I love Smile Time. I love the cheesy costumes, and um, I love the bad jokes of like how much uh what is it? Who, how much is a Tim Conway? Yeah, how or much what's is, a Tim, what's a Tim Conway? Yeah, what's a Tim Conway? About one hundred and twenty pounds. 
And and Tim Conway's another one of those uh, guest actors that is like for the writers. Like, oh, thousand percent. <laughs> the fans he's, at this time oh were like, God. who? <laughs> like, oh, he's. But like, the thing is, if you know who Tim Conway is, he's the greatest. Of course, yeah. Just uh, the greatest. Was he was he on uh, uh, Bennett uh, Carol Carol, Carol Burnett, Burnett show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Carol Burnett, one of the one of one of their one of her regulars, and yeah. she uh, like. Carol Burnett show is amazing. It's incredible. Like, totally, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I have never seen a show before or since that could actually make 13, a 13 minute sketch funny for the duration. <laughs> Truly. Like, yeah, like the sketches are all you like way too long. <laughs> yeah. They're so long, but you're like, it's just, you're just getting laughs. Yeah. So yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> They're all so funny. Yeah. Wow. I think I, I think I, uh, I just, I, I can't handle the smile time variety hour bad jokes as much as I can in the other ones. And I don't really know why Mm. it's even just like the little, like the tiny little things of like, uh, I, I decree the last sketch be stricken from the record. Now bring on the next defendant. And, and it's just like, I get what you're doing here, but I hate it still. <laughs> That's how I feel about Love Manic Grandpa. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like I get that <laughs> I get that women in these dumb comedies are like suckers and idiots and fall for <laughs> uh bad dudes. But yeah. it doesn't mean I like seeing it satirized. Yeah. You um, prefer the Kevin Can Wait uh sitcom world where uh, Kevin James, I'm I'm making a bad joke. It's fine. <laughs> no, 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 continue. I'm ta- yeah, yeah don't. No, I'm talking don't about jump how they're still halfway through. Go the on. sitcoms of today are still like that, and it's annoying. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched this. Uh, what's the last sitcom that I watched? I guess New Girl is a sitcom, right? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a different it's a different yes. kind of breed of sitcom, obviously. But yeah, it's still it. Still, you could argue basically any comedy show that has situations you can argue is a sitcom. Totally. Um, but uh, I see. I, I don't know. I, I call I, I personally think sitcoms are their own very specific breed. Yeah. Um, and they're ones with laugh tracks yeah. with three camera setups. Yeah. Um, so something like New Girl, which is a one camera show without a laugh track, I call it a comedy show. You okay. know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know that's like maybe just being silly and pedantic in some way, yeah. but I just I feel like sitcoms have such a very specific way of mining their humor. Yeah. And I generally don't like them unless it's Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the I think the weird jokes in smile time work for me because they're just so bizarre like the jasper popping his teeth out yeah that's funny i like that (laughs) and like and yeah and doesn't he go ouch after yes yeah Yeah, that's what sells it for me yeah ouch everything's just like really bizarre very surreal and i just it just tickles me i always love when they do the Simpsons as if they're live, real people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why I still yeah. like the behind the laughter episode. And this feels like kind of a precursor to that. This specific it segment. very much is. Yeah. Um, or um, what the, the no, 138th wouldn't, wouldn't really. It kind of no. does though, because it shows the Simpsons living room as a television set. Sure. You know, and this one does the same thing, especially with like Kent Brockman live from the 
Springfield Auditorium or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have Is like it a, a radio Radio City Music uh, Studio or something. Yeah. Like it's trying to make fun oh, of Radio no, City. Oh, no, it's yeah. Radio yeah. City Music Room. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Which is very Silly. funny. That's funny. I like that. And <laughs> the whole idea of them being like live actors is so funny. And I honestly think that just compounds the Lisa joke. Yeah. Having yeah. her like just <laughs> drop out of negotiations to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And then, um, and then, and then, and then they uh, tease Osmodiar. Of course. <laughs> Well, that's in the the end of the episode. Yes, that's that's not part that's of Smile Time. Term occur. Term occur. Term occur. I mean, that's the. So this is also like I I almost want to say like almost the beginning of the end uh, for the show. Oh, it truly is. You know, uh, <laughs> there's still some good stuff between here and and where I truly believe it's the end. Um, but for the most part, like this is like I'm like I'm like and they oh, know it. Yeah. They, they yeah. super know it. I mean, Termilker is like, how do we keep a show fresh and interesting after eight long Magic years? Magic powers, yeah. wedding after wedding after wedding. Yeah. The, I, I said before that there were two things to take away from this season. One of them is that Millhouse is a wiener. <laughs> mm-hmm. The second one is that maybe Homer isn't a good guy. The third one after all. Yeah. The third one that I'm going to add to that is maybe this season's a cry for help. (laughs) (laughs) Much in the same way that South Park now starts and ends each episode with the hashtag cancel South Park. Right. (laughs) This because they're trapped. (laughs) Yeah. This show is a lot more subtle. This season was a lot more subtle about it, but it starts with itchy and scratchy and poochy. That's true. Oh. Being like, uh, we're we're done, right? We're out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> if we keep going, it's going to get bad. Yeah, we all know it. We can feel it. Yeah, it, like it might take a couple more episodes, but this is the tipping point. Yeah, mm. and then off in the bushes, you just see Al Jean. Like, uh. ah, keep it going. Just a few <laughs> more years, I'll be ready for you. <laughs> I'll keep your trains running. But money, though. <laughs> but, money, though. Hmm? but money, though. But money, though, yeah. The un- the untold billions that The Simpsons oh, money. produces. But money. But the mummy with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Guys. What a great film. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, speaking of a franchise that just replaces, unapologetically replaces an <laughs> yeah, actress. No kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, I she mean, she got too good for the for the movies. Yeah, could you imagine like Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz in The Mummy: Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? No, no, it's got to be Wait, Maria was, Bello. Yeah. Wait, was she not in the third? No, no they replace her with Maria Bello. I thought she. I thought she was a different character. No, no, it's oh, the same shit. character. It's the same character. <laughs> Everyone else, everyone else, they got back. Yeah. Yeah. I very distinctly remember how they introduced her in that movie. And it's like the character has become an author and is writing books and is at a book signing. And it's like a a shot of, I think of her from the back. And then someone's asking her a question of like, uh, how do you write these? But what about, what do you think about the 
a character in the books that you write. And then it's a shot to her. And she's like, it's like she was a completely different person. Da, da. Yeah. You see, you see, they, they put a lampshade on it. Yeah. So it's okay. So it makes it okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Why wouldn't they just make a new character? Anyway. I, exactly. Well, Alan. Silly. Well, Silly. you'll just have to tune into our new pod, our new podcast, Brendan Fraser Burn. <laughs> Did you say our nude podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we always podcast in the nude. Everyone's always nude. You can't nude. tell because it's audio. Yeah, but everyone's no one's going to know except for those in the, in the studio. Yep. <laughs> everyone's just a little bit too cold. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> I feel anyway. like I had one more thing to say, and I can't okay. remember what it is now, but it doesn't matter. Well, if it comes to you, tell us while we're in the reference desk. Okay. Yeah, good. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, of course, Sanford and Son uh, reference with Son of Sanford and Son, and after uh, he says after Mannix, which is a mashup of after Mash and Mannix, um, after Mash, like the stupidest. <laughs> Yeah, stupidest like spinoff. That, that was a thing. Yeah, lasted eight episodes. Oh god, it's it's one of those where you're just like, all right, let's do let's do more mash. What should we call it? I don't know. After mash, <laughs> that's funny. No, seriously, it's about like oh, oh, it's about Jamie Farr coming home. All right, from the war. Right, you know the one who dressed up like a woman to so that he could get a section eight because he thought people would think he was crazy. Yeah, that's a that is a arc in the show Mash that lasts, I think, eight or nine seasons. Whoa! Yeah, Jamie Farr dresses like a woman for eight or nine seasons, and that's the joke. That's the gag. Uh, so Troy rocks by posters of spinoff shows. Uh, the Ropers spun off from Three's Company. Laverne and Shirley spun off from Happy Days. Rhoda, uh, which is a show that Julie Kavner is in, mm-hmm. um, spun off from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Uh, Fish spun off from Barney Miller. Uh, and then also uh, the p- a poster of The Jeffersons, a spinoff of All in the Family, twice, because the writers could not think of any more spinoffs. <laughs> so they had The Jeffersons twice. Um, and then, uh, of course, we have uh, one of one of my favorite jokes, which is the, the shot of the Fox calendar. Um, yeah. They have to fill in their, their mm-hmm. Fox calendar, mm-hmm. and the only things are The Simpsons, Melrose Place, and X-Files. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just a few What openings. else do you need? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, um, uh, uh, Wiggum P.I. Is, is a parody of Magnum P.I., Miami Vice, and Starsky and Hutch in some way. All three of those. Uh, My Mother the Car is what uh, um, Love Mad at Grandpa is a reference to. Uh, he calls... Moe's Love Life, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a book mm-hmm. and uh, show. Or sorry, is it just a movie? I it's think. a movie. Yeah, I don't think it's based on a book, but he says no, it's a book. No, 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 it's, it's a book. It's based on a book? It's a All book right. by Ernest Hemingway. Well. Who? That's, yeah. That hack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, there's Luke the Lukewarm, which is, or Lukewarm, Lukewarm Luke or yeah. something, and it's a reference to Cool Hand Luke. Um. He says, kiss my dish rag, which is a reference to Alice, uh, the TV show Alice, where she says, kiss my grits. Mm. Um, 
And then uh, Grandpa, as he's fading out, says, starts singing Daisy, Daisy, where, mm-hmm. give me my answer true, uh, which is 2001 A Space Odyssey reference. Huh. Uh, Brady Bunch Variety Hour is kind of the ma- major reference that Simpsons Smile Time Variety Hour is based on, because um, that's a real thing that happened. The Brady Bunch did a variety <laughs> show. Um, we, of course, nuts. have the uh, all the music references in that musical uh, portion, which is I Want Candy by The Strange Loves, Peppermint Twist by Joey D and The Starlighters, and Whip It by Devo, and finally Lollipop by The Chordettes. Or Cordettes, I'm not sure. Cordettes. Um, it makes the most sense, yeah. but... Of a you never know these days. Yeah, you never know these days, though. I yeah, but <laughs> I do. You know, they're like, no, we're the Chordettes, and they're like, it's a funny joke. You see, we're the. I'm just saying, you don't know. We're the Oneeders. Yeah. <laughs> Good movie. Great. Movie. Um, and then finally, Osmodiar is a reference to the Great Gazoo, right. which is a thing that happened in the Flintstones, mm-hmm. where a little space alien started showing up in this Stone Age TV show. <laughs> it was great. Kazoo's the damn, best. damn straight, Troy, my man. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There's probably a bunch more, but those are the major ones I wanted to point out. Uh, this is like a payback for last episode where there was literally no references. Yeah. This time it's like, have all of them. And I'm like, no. <laughs> anyway. Favorite jokes. Favorite jokes. Uh, I actually really like the John Winslow one, which is the president uh, of the museum of tv and television yeah um but we already mentioned that my favorite joke is definitely in love man at grandpa and it's after mo leaves the bathroom and he says hang on oh yeah make sure ali sees that you wrote it down correct if it is correct hang on yep go ahead uh and grandpa says i've been through so much why can't i die (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep that is what greg wrote down yeah that is what I you wrote. You know me well. You know me well <laughs> enough to know that. Yes, that is a great joke. It is. It's, it's, it's just like so offhand. Yeah. Like, like it's not something they'd have in normal sitcom. No. Like they they would have cut away. And I love they just stay on him a bit, and he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> I've suffered so much. Why can't I die? That's what he says. So awful. Because that would be a living hell. Yeah, Can you yeah. imagine, like, finally passing off this mortal plane and, like, being resurrected as a machine who can't do fuck, fuck all? God. Yeah. And have to talk to Mo all the time? Ugh. <laughs> Hard pass. Uh, what about you guys? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um, mine is Troy almost walking into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. Um, he... Pretty much his whole monologue in the in just the very opening mm. is is just a bunch of really funny uh, Phil Hartmanisms, and yep. then of course the animation of him walking to the end and then turning around and God. walking back is so funny. Yeah, that one it is so great. I mean, my jo- my favorite joke is uh, them replacing Lisa. <laughs> it's it's like a. It's a dumb joke that has stuck with me for 20 years. Um, I think it's so funny. It's very funny. Um, Another great, like, Troy McClure-ism is, like, him getting caught staring at the cleavage of a statue. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Anything Troy McClure did in this episode is comedy gold. Yeah. I mean, honorable mention for me is just the first line, spin off. (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) 
Uh, just a great choice to have the camera like smash zoom in and yeah. Yeah. Spit off. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, MVP Troy McClure. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I'll cross the board. Yeah. MVP. He's the guy. We have precious few left with him. So it's true. So that's yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. True shame. That's also why, again, like I said, beginning of the end. It is. Yeah. Um, mm. Any final thoughts, friends? Um, I like you. Aww. Yeah. I hope yeah. you're doing all right, buddy. <laughs> I like you guys. Yeah. I'm doing fine. Yeah. You know what they say, week two of self-isolation. I haven't seen my friends in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they do say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is an episode that I won't return to, though. No. I mean, I, you know, it's it's never one I skip in my, if I'm ever doing a rewatch. And, you know, I haven't been doing those since we've been doing this show. But, yeah. uh, you know, once we're once we're finally done with this. And we uh, can go back charade, to watching this show for fun. <laughs> for fun. <laughs> How not? For fun and profit. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. I can't wait to like this show again. But I'll, yeah, has I'll, this, I, uh, it's, it's one I'll still watch. Yeah, a, I'll say that. In a yeah. serious question, has this, has making this show like dimmed your love for Simpsons? No, it's, it's expanded it. Mm. Um, yes, it has. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I know it's like, yeah. Um, because I, I try, I try and, and not watch episodes as much as I did before mm-hmm. this show to, mm-hmm. to try and come at it like to come at it like like fresh and mm. and that's and that you sort of thing save them um yeah and when we weren't doing this I just felt more capable of or, or just more enabled to just like to just watch the show as it was mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I don't love doing this show and I don't mm-hmm. still love the show mm-hmm. um it's just like it's 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 something that I that I consider a task that I must do and sort of like how all of us getting theater degrees has changed the way we watch plays very much so yeah yeah well see I got a theater degree and I just don't watch plays anymore exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of same here (laughs) but I don't know if there's a correlation per se hmm I, mean, I think it's, it's just that when I was before I got my theater degree, I enjoyed what was happening in theater more that I could oh, see. Oh, interesting. And I don't think I like theater anymore because it's still the same as it was back then. Ah. Uh, I think art should evolve. Yes. <laughs> and theater is not evolving in my eyes. But anyway, yeah. that's a whole other topic of conversation. Um, when it comes to The Simpsons, I actually I think this show doing this show has made me love it more because approaching each episode from an analytical standpoint, I discover why I love the episodes that I love and I discover why there's episodes that I don't like as much. Mm -hmm. And now I can like aptly say, Oh yeah, I hate that episode. Mm -hmm. And here's why, (laughs) uh, versus before where I'd just be like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's not a favorite, Mm -hmm. but like, whatever, we'll watch it. But now if someone's like, Hey, let's watch, uh, you know, secrets of successful marriage or, Mm -hmm. uh, my sister, my sitter. I'm like, no, it's a bad episode, and let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like if you uh, develop your palate, you get a feeling for like ingredients that you don't like. Is it similar? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, is it similar in a way that like you've 
found you've discovered like the type of comedy that works for you. Or like yeah, the, it's almost yeah. like uh, when I was younger, uh, I didn't like beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm older and I've like tasted a variety of beers and started to enjoy it, mm-hmm. now I can say, here's the types of beer I like and here's the types I don't like rather than I don't like beer. Exactly. I used to think that I didn't like red wine. It turns out mm. I just don't like red wine, the red wine that I can afford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheap wine doesn't do it for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, go figure. When you... $100, bo- $100 a bottle or nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, weird. That's you when mean. you pay more for things, they usually taste better. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's uh, funny because it's true. Uh, I mean, for me, it's just been a... Uh, like I, I really like being able to verbalize what it is and what it is I like and what it is I, and, and what it is I don't. And I just think I'll like the show m- more when I can distance, when I can get, when, when we're, when we get to season 10 and, sure. and we when say, we, we could just be like, hey, look at how shitty this is. Yeah. Well, when we, when we get to season 10 and we wrap up the show in general and, yeah. And I have time to miss this podcast mm. for like, and we, and I have a little bit of time away from it. I'll probably change my tune entirely being like, God, I loved the, the Simpsons while I was doing it. Um, I think just right now I'm, I think it's honestly, I'm nervous about going into season nine and mm. uh, I've, I've, I've dug my heels in <laughs> like a, like a stubborn mule. And, um, I'm, I'm a little nervous to defend it. Um, (laughs) what have you been on record saying about season nine? Oh, a lot of things. Oh, you, you don't listen, do you? (laughs) I listen to enough. I, I, I've been on record saying that we've got a a spreadsheet and I say that with air quotes. It's two columns. Great. Um, in a word document. I transferred it actually. Oh, congrats. Well, (laughs) Don't congratulate me until you know where I transferred it to. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I transferred it to Notepad. That's exactly right. <laughs> I carry it with me always. <laughs> so I've just said that I think uh, season nine belongs in the golden years. Oh. On, I think, um, over 20 occasions. Hmm. Maybe it was it was less. I will say it's less of a it belongs in the golden years and more that you think season nine on the whole is is a good season. No, I've said I've I've said that my my golden years are two to nine. Right. But I'm just saying in general, our our kind of columns are more is season nine good or bad. It's less less related to the golden years and more about like the quality of the season. My columns say golden and not golden. (laughs) Well, that's not what we've been asking our listeners to say, Which is Greg. why I am down. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, am, that's the reason. I am down in the votes because <laughs> I take <laughs> I take nothing but a golden response as a positive response. <laughs> Get in the comments. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great. Ellie, do you have uh, enough recollection of season nine to make a judgment call? I could not name a single episode from season nine. That's fair. Name some, and I'll tell you if I've seen them, and I'll tell you if I like them or not. Das Bus, the Lord of the Flies episode. Mm, uh, 
Is that the one where with like cam- at Camp Krusty? No, that's Camp Krusty. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh, Principal and the Popper is, is the one we talked about earlier where it turns out oh, uh, Skinner's a fraud. I have seen that one. Uh, neutral. I don't remember yeah. liking it or disliking it. That's fair. All right. Um, well, we don't have the to go cartridge family that... where Homer Homer gets a gun. Oh, that's a bad episode. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, no, thanks. It has a all sing, all singing, all dancing. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> stop just saying really bad episodes. That bring well, the whole that's two already down. in the first ten episodes. So. I don't know. It sounds like uh, season nine is a real stinker. All right, there. enough, enough. I'm done. I'm out. Krusty becomes a hack comedian. That's that's got the Canyon Arrow song in it. Ooh, I love that bit. There we go. Canyon a bit Arrow. does not make a good episode. We've learned that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. My sister, my sitter is still not a great episode. Yet it has the greatest joke of all time in it. What? It's true. It's the The two-story autos. (laughs) God. There's 25 episodes in season nine. They do it again. Jesus Christ. And I'm just going through them. I'm just remembering about the two-story autos. I know. I know. You you go ahead and laugh because it's going to be the for the last time. (laughs) Once you start season nine, there's going to be no more laughter. Uh, all right. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Allie, for guesting in these, I, these trying I have times. You have nowhere else, else to, to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I have homework for some reason. Ugh. Oh, what? <laughs> anyway. Hashtag cancel homework. Uh, yeah, truly. But anyway, uh, we do appreciate everyone listening. We hope that listening to our dumb voices uh, and our dumb opinions and our dumb uh, words... Uh, gives you some sort of comfort in these trying times. Or as it these does to trying me. times, if you like mm. eggs. Also, if you that. like fried eggs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, that's, that's fair. I don't know what to say to that. It tracks, um, Alan, it tracks. <laughs> I know it does. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying I'm confused. Um, all right. But we uh, we appreciate Patreon subscribers as well. Uh, we have some upcoming episodes coming out. Um, uh, pretty soon is going to be our is there going to be our game one? Yeah, our game one's coming out on the thirty first. So that's going to be a, a real treat. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird one. Uh, but then uh, I think we're going to do uh, some uh, Aladdin commentaries. Yeah, so. let's. Yeah, we're announcing it now. We're going to be uh, based on a, on a Patreon suggestion. We are going to be doing the three Aladdin movies. <laughs> And uh, not, not for the, those that not the guy uh, listen to our, no, of course not. Uh, the ones that listen to our Spider-Man commentaries, uh, it's going to be like that, except we'll be able to actually get all these done in what? Two hours. Yep. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Return of Jafar is like five minutes yeah. long. Um, <laughs> uh, but that'll be fun because uh, Aladdin's one of my favorite Disney films and the other two are movies they made. Yeah. Uh, we just watched Frozen 2 yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's a movie that was made. It's a weird movie. It does not yeah. understand the it, its tone. <laughs> no, it has no it's idea all over what the place. Is. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, like happy lizard, flame lizard, and then, oh, death. 
Ooh. Deal with death now and depression, Anna. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck. Um, Can I swear on this podcast? Uh, of course. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at the Hammock District on Third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to us at patreon.com slash boathouse studios. H uh, A U S studios, house spelt the German way, as you hear at the beginning of every episode. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just two bucks a month. You get all our bonus content and previous Cinepals, which we've mentioned here. If you want to listen to Greg defend Birdman. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Give us two bucks. You yep. guys should do a Patreon thing where you listen to episodes of the Cinepals and then comment on it. <laughs> I would love to hear a Cinepals commentary. Oh boy, that's that's up its ass. I don't know if we could do commentary, corner. but uh, we could do we could do like Cinepals revisited and listen to an episode on our own time and then talk about it as a new episode and see how we feel about our opinions back then. Okay, well that was that could what be, I that could be kind of fun, but that's fine. It's close. No, I know it's not. I'm 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 I'm, I'm you know I'm actually like making it a viable uh, thing. <laughs> I'm taking your suggestion and making it, it workable. <laughs> He's just putting your suggestion through the writer's room process. That's, that's right. All. That's right. As we all must do in this day and age. Yeah. You'll still get credit. It's fine. I mean, maybe not now with that attitude. <laughs> it was all my idea. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got a whole bunch of uh, bonus podcasts on Patreon. So um, lots of content. It would be really great if you could all, if you can, saunter over there. Um, if you if, if we if we hit a hundred bucks a month, oh yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna launch our D and D Simpsons campaign. So yeah, and if uh, I've said this on the Cinevals, if you get to two thousand bucks a month, I will get a Val Kilmer tattoo. <laughs> it's it's out there now. It's really Wait, out there. It, it was already 2000? out there. Yeah. If we get to two thousand, yeah. If if if. Or do you have your own Patreon? <laughs> no, I was just talking no. about this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm legally right, entitled to half goal, of the right? Patreon, Alan. Half of my Patreon. <laughs> will, will you also get a Val Kilmer tattoo, Greg? No. Mm. No. We'll see about that. <laughs> okay, 5,000. I'll get a Val Kilmer tattoo. A month? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. The same these is... Are the stre- these are the stretch goals. Yeah. Tight. The same one as me... It's Actually, you know what? Just to make it more tied in with my podcast, just because I, I love Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like that's a disservice to Val if I got a tattoo of mm-hmm. him. So 2,000 stretch goal, Allie will get a Val Kilmer tattoo. Mm-hmm. 5,000 stretch goal, I will get a Mo Sislak tattoo. <laughs> oh, God. All right. What my most detested character. <laughs> What's that? What size and where? That's to be determined if it ever gets even close to that. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. We will find out. And remember, two bucks a month is all you need to uh, subscribe, but you can do as whatever amount you like. That's true. Yeah. If any rich barons out there are listening and they really want to see me get a most like tattoo, just pledge 5000 a month right That's now. That's your main demographic, right? R- yeah, rich barons. Rich barons. Yeah. Yeah. Land barons. Great. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, next next week we're we're finishing off season eight with Secret War of Lisa Simpson. Damn right. Um. So stay tuned for that, everybody. That's right. And thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, keep watching the skis. <laughs>